dope awesome (laughs) cool 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 Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor podcast. I'm Ashley Young, as always, joined by the lovely Shay Corrigan. And we're here to talk about the finale of Listen to Your Heart. So we had to bring in the big guns. We have with us today special guest Natalie Zamora. She's the managing editor of Floor 8. And, you know, Shay and I, as you guys have listened, pretty excited. We are all in. We loved Listen to Your Heart. <laughs> And Natalie, right off the bat, are you on the bandwagon with Shay and I? Are you as thrilled with the season that we've kind of roped ourselves into watching? Oh, yes. I have zero regrets about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need to hear. And even if you got to lie to me, we are big fans and we are trying to convince America to get back on the bandwagon because we want another season of the show. Um, And before we dive into that recap... Shay, I just kind of want to get your thoughts. The season wrapped up. They put a nice little bow on it last night. Are you happy with how everything ended? I am. And in a sort of roundabout way, I feel like because it very much seemed like, you know, the best couple won or the strongest couple won, there was not a ton for all the drama throughout the season. There wasn't a ton of drama in the actual conclusion itself i think it was the show was kind of better for it i feel like and i you know we say this a lot but we're new to bachelor nation but i feel like particularly with peter's season we've all sort of seen and felt the cheap tricks of you know bachelor overhyped or over orchestrated drama and this felt i keep saying it but it felt so well balanced between like fun relationship drama and even with again we'll get into it like the matt and rudy of it all like bachelor the bachelor dna was still there but the finale was satisfying in a way that i'm gonna get real corny for a second seemed to like in touch with the bachelor's purest intentions of like finding love or whatever like (laughs) it's corny but for like by going or by nailing an ending that that is that sort of oh the ones that seem to actually love each other won the show it was kind of refreshing and I enjoyed it it's funny you say that Shay because I think in light of you know all of everything we're watching right now is broken down it's people in their living rooms that production value has become so organic that I agree that the this season kind of felt better without the cheap tricks without the dragged out drama and I really enjoyed seeing like an or- more organic approach to the Bachelor, you know, series and their intentions. Natalie, I know that over at Flore, you guys cover all kinds of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you seen quarantine kind of peel back the layers of television and celebrities and, you know, give fans a more natural look at, you know, who they're watching on TV? Yeah, so I feel like everyone is just getting more real. Like, even with Bachelor people, I follow, like, um, Caitlin Bristow, and I just love how everyone's just, like, we're all in this together, kind of. Like, I mean, it's corny to say, but it's true. Like, we're all doing the same things. And, I mean, Bachelor people are, I think, more normalized than, like, the big-name celebrities. Um, And they've kind of always been that way on social media. But I think even... Now more than ever, everyone's live tweeting stuff. Everyone is 
posting reactions on Instagram. I follow like Blake and he always posts his reactions to listen to your heart, which I always love because he always has such a problem with producers. So I think he has the best reactions and he'll be like, this was real. This is not real. Um, so I think it's just like a more real look. And I definitely agree that this season of listen to your heart, was just more wholesome and I feel like people need that especially after Peter's season Uh, (laughs) I was kind of underwhelmed I've got to say with the finale but that's only because of my own personal want for so much drama (laughs) but at the same time like it didn't leave me mad which is a good thing yeah Yeah. I think oh go ahead I was just going to sort of reiterate or sort of agree and say, yeah, I think, you know, it was, even when we were sort of chatting before hitting record, like, there isn't necessarily a ton to unpack or talk about from the finale, but yeah. I feel like the, the show was strong enough up until that point that it was kind of like, all right, well, that went how we all saw it going, but, you know, we got four more fun performances out of it, and it's on to the next Bachelor show. I was like halfway expecting Trevor and Jamie to win just because <laughs> he's so bachelor. Like they have no reason to win. I mean, they were great, but um, obviously Bree and Chris are so much stronger, but I like almost halfway thought, all right, they're just going to pull something like this in the way that Peter kept picking Victoria F. Even when you <laughs> so stupid, why is this happening? I thought they were going to give it to Trevor and Jamie for like a split second. And then I was like, all right, thank God. This is good. We're, we're fine. <laughs> I also thought that, and I was worrisome because I was over Trevor and Jamie, but we let's dive into the recap because yeah. there's a few things we want to unpack in case, for whatever reason, you haven't watched the finale, um, but we open the episode, there's three couples remaining. So we have, you know, the all-knowing, all-holy Bree and Chris, we have Trevor and Jamie, and we also have Matt and Rudy. And right off the bat, we get a taste of the Bachelor drama, the tears that we've all kind of seen throughout these seasons. They're in Nashville and Matt is clearly doubting everything. And he has a conversation with Rudy, Rudy ugly cries. Mm -hmm. And it's this back and forth that they've had throughout the whole season where just when you think they're kind of getting comfortable and more established, Matt, he's clearly not in it. Clearly just doubting, you know, what he wants out of their dynamic. And he essentially breaks up with Rudy. I'll save you guys the drama. That's the short (laughs) version. So Natalie, I want to ask you, we talked just now about kind of peeling back the production and being more real. Did you think this breakup was a little too drawn out? A little bit only because I feel like they, she was crying. They cut the commercial. She's still crying. And it's like, all right, you could have just cut that out a little bit. But at the same time, I do feel like they had like a very mature conversation, which I was surprised about because Neither of them were, like, manipulative. Like, finally, Matt came around and was like, all right, this is how I feel. Like, I'm sure it was terrifying, but he finally did it, which I was happy about. And for usual, like, bachelor breakups, I don't think it was, like, nobody was gaslighting. Nobody was just being ridiculous. So I kind of enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Shay. I was waiting for your infinite wisdom to just like be like, yes, of course, it was mature and we appreciated it. So go ahead. My only nitpick was that it it seemed like, and maybe I was just, you know, a little distracted by Twitter, 
but it seemed like it had reached a natural like end point and she had gone into another room to cry and then he like goes after her and it goes on for, like another five yeah. minutes of like all right like just you know she's crying she knows it's over just i don't know but then they have to like go out and say goodbye <laughs> and i did laugh when you know jamie was like no <laughs> like jamie calm down <laughs> She screamed like someone had died. I was like, yeah. (laughs) That's Jamie bringing her, you know, we always say she's young. And that was a reminder for me that she is just so young. Rudy did kind of accuse Matt, though. Natalie, you said it was a mature conversation. And I completely agree with you. He was direct and he was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. But Rudy kind of implied that he strung her along. Did you think that was a fair complaint? I mean, not really. I I agree that that kind of annoyed me. But then I feel like she kept being like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I feel like she was just kind of speaking in, like from emotion. Um, she was probably just mad that they got this far and then it just didn't work out. But I don't think that he strung her along. I mean, like when you put it in the perspective of real life, not bachelor life, like they just met. So he doesn't really know if he likes her or not. And obviously... Like we see with all the past seasons, like it is unfair to be like, okay, you have to be in love with this person by this week. Like it doesn't happen that way. And he probably wasn't ready for that like zero to a hundred bachelor relationship type deal. But yeah, I don't think that he really strung her along. But at the same time, if she feels that way, then like say it. Sure. Why not? I think there's a competitive side of me that has come out in watching this show. And mm-hmm. this is a competition. I'm sorry. I just would have faked it to get to, like, if you want to be a singer, like you're going to do whatever it takes to win the competition. And maybe that's why I'm such a cynic and shows like this. I roll my eyes out like the whole, like you said, falling in love in an eight week span. That doesn't happen. These yeah. interactions aren't normal timelines, but damn it. I would have faked it till I made it to the finale. And I stand yeah. by that. I stand by that. Same. Yeah. Because, like, they had they had chemistry. It's not like they hated each other. Like, they could have just gone up there and did the thing, and who knows what would have happened. I don't know. I think that he, like, in the previous episodes, I don't know if I would say strung her along, but, like, clearly was uncertain for, you know, more time than not. And, you know ultimately when push came to shove he would like keep going but i think if you had asked her in any of those previous episodes and in a way they kind of did like would you rather still be on the show with a guy who's you know hot and cold or do you want to go home like she would have said she would have and she did stay with him like his uncertainty was kind of there the entire time so it doesn't seem fair to say that he strung her along when she kind of consciously or yeah consciously was a kept going with him um but i do think that she, there's something to be said that like all right so we were doing this you know hot and cold dance for five weeks you couldn't do it for another two days yeah, <laughs> yeah so moral of the story they call it quits they've like you said shay they've been hot and cold and we see the end of rudy and matt They go away, we get the montage of them walking away, them in different cars, you know, classic Bachelor production. So then we're only down to two couples. And, you know, it wouldn't be a Bachelor season 
without fantasy suites. And I have some thoughts about mixing it into a singing competition because I felt like it was a little too uh, forced, if that makes sense. Like, you know, when we watch a traditional bachelor season, there's so many more contestants fighting for one person's attention. And you want to get to that fantasy suite because it means that you're an elite small group of people You've made it this far and you've worked for it. You've charmed the hell out of the bachelor and damn it. You won that fantasy suite. And last night watching them get the card, it's like, they're already couples. It felt a little forced. Like they could have done, we didn't have to do everything identical to bachelor traditional bachelor seasons, but that's me complaining. I want to see what you guys thought because we had two different uh, situations unfold with the remaining couples regarding fantasy suites. I mean, I thought it was kind of strange. Like it did seem just like, Oh, like this is, I don't know. It didn't, this is going to sound strange. I'm sure. But on the bachelor, when it's like a bunch of people competing for one person, the fantasy suite is kind of a gauge of that relationships and the strength of it compared to the other ones where here it just seemed like they were kind of overplaying the opportunity for them to sleep in the same hotel room where it's like, it wasn't it. And as we saw, because it's not sort of two people quote unquote competing for one person, it's like, what does it matter to Chris and Bree's relationship, whether Trevor and Jamie slept together mm-hmm. and the fact that like, or spent, you know, time in the fantasy suite together, spent the night together and the fact that, like, we all kind of saw Matt and Rudy do that earlier in the season. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It didn't seem. Yeah, yeah I think it's kind of like what you were saying. It seemed like they made more of. They made too big of a deal out of something that had no purpose for the competition. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of just like a waste of time because even with Bachelor in Paradise, when they do fantasy suites, I feel like in Paradise, they kind of flip flop around each other. Like one person's dating someone one week, the next week it's the other. So with this one, they kind of made them couple up right away just because of the performances, which makes sense. But it was also then when it gets to fantasy suite, it's like, I don't really care. They've been making out the past like five episodes. Like, no, this isn't going to be dramatic. Like, it's just okay. And maybe this is my obsession with The Last Dance and absolutely loving all of the Michael Jordan practice footage that we got to see. But I really enjoyed seeing the couples in the studio. And I would have 10 times over rather watched, you know, Chris and Brie working in the studio, interacting with the musicians, joking around in their natural element than these weird conversations at dinner or whatever robe donut sharing was going on in Jamie and Trevor's suite. Like it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't charming. It was awkward. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. And I was like, can we fast forward through this 20 minute segment? (sighs) And I think a little bit too, I can't sing. So I do enjoy seeing these incredibly, you know, talented and in love musicians you know, performing. That's the point of the show. It's a, it's a really nice element. And I think they need to kind of own that musical part of the show, but whatever bachelor producers, if you're listening, just a little insight for next season, which I hope you bring back. So, you know, fast forward through the awkward fantasy suites and it's like Brie and Chris do a 180. 
and they're in the studio and the energy is off. Do we think, ladies, that this was just the producers trying to lead us astray? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, also, I was trying to think, like, what is she thinking? Like, why is she getting weird? It might have just been, like, her in her head overthinking, like, should we have gone in the fantasy suites? Like, is it going to show that we're not as connected in the performance or something? Like, she might have just been overthinking it also because it was the finale. But, like, to an extent, she probably had, like, some anxiety about it. But that was it. Like, it just was definitely forced. 100% agree. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, they... Everything else was too strong about them. Or it's, like, yeah. maybe it was finale nerves. Maybe it was, I don't know, jet lag or whatever. Like, whatever it was. Like, sure, maybe she was feeling off. But I... Absolutely overblown. <laughs> <laughs> It, and when they were going side by side, you know, kind of with Jamie and Trevor, like overcompensating for their time in the fantasy suite, just when Trevor was doing his interviews, like the one on one with the camera in that robe, and it like wasn't closed, like it was all too forced each direction. Like I wasn't sold on Trevor and Jamie, and I wasn't buying into whatever doubt. And I think it's natural if Bree and Chris, they're trying to navigate a new relationship. They're trying to win a platform and a tour. Like these are really big uh, situations they're dealing with. I think it's very natural to be nervous or uncertain or like a little moody. So yeah. I kind of liked seeing it, but okay. All right. So none of us are buying into the producers. <laughs> Good job. Great edit, but <laughs> try harder season two. <laughs> so um, we've harped on this Shay all season how much we love the layout you get the drama the tears the lovey-dovey stuff the first hour and that second hour is your musical competition and it really transforms from like bachelor to american idol real quick mm-hmm. and um as always we have to start with the random assortment of judges <laughs> and <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show that we have these rotating <laughs> random assortment of judges every week and you i went spoiler free i'm very proud of that uh six whole episodes spoiler free but last <laughs> night we had tay diggs jewel <laughs> rita wilson and then also caitlin bristow and jason you have to have a bachelor couple mixed in mm-hmm. and uh what, what's our reaction to the judges where do they rank shay on your season review of judges here i i I I still I feel like I can't even remember who was judges in the past, but they're always, they're always so random, and it's like it's such an odd combination where I think like I there are so few people that would look at that lineup and know every single person in it. Like yeah. the person that knows Rita Wilson probably doesn't know Caitlin Bristow. Like the person that I, I that knows Tay Diggs, like do they know Jewel? Like I, it's <laughs> good that they introduce them because it's, it's something like, for everyone, Shay. It's a variety. <laughs> it was so my reaction. It was so funny how Chris Harrison's like, and she was a homeless teenager, Jewel. I'm like, who wrote that? <laughs> Some of the intros, it's like, you can just say, like, I'm pretty sure Jewel has a couple Grammys to her name. Like, what? <laughs> She's famous. Like, <laughs> I was kind of like a homeless. What is this? Also, whatever. Good for Jewel. We love a good uh, underdog story. But they, they did her dirty with that intro. I totally agree. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So anyway, I think that might be what I missed week to week is what 
lovely surprises I'm going to get with the judges panel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rita Wilson um, came in and was like talking about making a baby on stage, like big yeah. mom energy. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was it was weird between the homeless intro and Rita Wilson just going rogue. Um, I loved every second of the awkwardness. So uh, the performances, what we're actually here to talk about, it's the finale. We got two couples. They each do two songs and Jamie and Trevor go first. They sing Unchained Melody and Speechless. I'm going to hold back my opinions on the performance and open it up to you, Natalie, first. What did you think of Jamie and Trevor's performance? So I thought it was okay. Like there was nothing legitimately bad about it. I was kind of just like bored, but also like, okay, can Trevor sing? Like, I actually don't know because I feel like (laughs) whispering the entire time he's just whispering and I'm like, is this singing? And then in, I'm not sure which song it was, but he tried to hit like a high note and it was just, I couldn't hear him. Like, I felt like he was just whispering the whole time, but with their chemistry, I mean, I don't like, I don't know how I feel about them, but I feel like they at least acted it right. They looked cute together. So it was fine, but I don't really love it. <laughs> Something you said, um, which I kind of want to ask Shay about is it did feel a little mellow. And yeah. I know this is a show about finding love and they've picked some nice love songs but this is the finale. Like, can we get one song to kind of up the the intensity or the emotion? Like, it just felt a little flat. Shay, are you with me on the song choice? Could we have done it better? I am, yeah. So I have a lot of <laughs> nitpicks with the songs that make me sound like 100 years old or at least no fun. <laughs> Where, like, I kind of just wish they did them more like the originals where like I didn't enjoy that they made like Unchained Melody like more twee and just like tried to like bring in banjos or something there and I I do I I agree with you Natalie like I don't know Trevor the women carry a lot of uh in all these couples (laughs) like you do I don't get it. <laughs> uh, but to your point, Ashley, I feel like I noticed that even more in Chris and Breeze, where like "Give Me Love," the Ed Sheeran song they've played, like that gets legitimately like rocky-ish. Like it gets in the vicinity of up tempo, and like that would have been an awesome way to sort of pair if they had done like one song and both of them, like one song, like straight ballad, you know simple stripped down stare into each other's eyes and then another one that you know thematically is still true to the love concept or whatever but also has like a little bit more energy like there are a lot of pop love songs that they could or rock love songs that they could have done that you know still would have accomplished both I completely agree. I feel like 99% of music is about relationships and love anyway. Maybe a lot of it is about heartbreak. I take that back. But (laughs) there are a lot of songs that aren't these like sad, soppy, slow. I just, I don't know. I was a little bummed. I agree that Brie and Chris, you know, had the potential with Give Me Love. They also sang Make You Feel My Love, which has been covered a million times. Um, I think they got the better of the two songs. Yeah. But I'm the with you. Like, um, softballs all season. 
Yeah, I have to agree. And that's the other thing. It's like, I know the producers have a lot of say, but I do think they did some of the couples dirty with the song selection. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, well, what's done is done. Anyway, back to Bree and Chris, <laughs> who I really want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Jamie and Trevor, like you said, they did great. Trevor is clearly riding on Jamie's coattails. She's really carrying the performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, judges were like, good job. But there's a little confidence issue, which we've seen all season. On to Bree and Chris. Uh, to no one's surprise, they crush it. Their performance was clearly stronger. They're clearly the better couple. Um, again, I think that's maybe why I was a little salty about the song choice because we knew they were going to do well. Why not just like go out with, you know, like church choir or something like electric guitar, anything. Um, you know, it it was a good performance and the judges loved it. I don't think we need to say anything more. Did you guys think for any moment in time, Natalie, I know you touched on this a little bit, Mm -hmm. but when they all came out on stage afterwards, was there a part of you that was fearful Brie and Chris were not going to win? Yes. <laughs> You're like, yes, I'll admit it. What was going through your head? What would take me through those moments? I really just thought it was going to be too easy. Like, it's just what we wanted was Chris and Brie. And for some reason, I feel like they just kept pushing Trevor and Jamie the entire season. Like, oh, they're a great fit. They're so cute. They get all the dates. Like, they wanted something. I guess they maybe wanted drama, more drama between them, and it wasn't happening. So they just kept pushing. I feel like they got so much screen time. And then in the end, it was like their performance was, like, fine, no complaints. So I feel like they could have won. And I would have just been like, are you kidding me? Because, no. Like, obviously, Chris and Bree are the alpha couple here and they're still together trevor and jamie i don't know about all that um (laughs) so just because i was thinking this is the bachelor i thought that they might win but when chris called their name i was like all right cool we did it (laughs) you made the right decision yeah (laughs) we did it guys (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i had two tweets drafted and it was like hit send if bring chris win hit send on this tab if uh they lose and i agree i think there's just so much um there's a lot of sad things going on in the world right now and i think there was a part of me that i think was actually going to be legitimately angry like why can't we just have this is so stupid and so irrelevant like can i just have this one thing can we just have this one moment of something that makes sense and they gave it to me and then I just kind of like turned the bachelor off and was like, now what? Like what do we have to look forward to? Um, But Shay, I messaged you last night and was like, Brie and Chris are on Spotify. So they're doing the thing. They're doing real, real music things. Will I listen to them? Do you guys think you're going to actually like, are they going to exist in your world post bachelor television? Um. I'll probably give it a shot and see, but <laughs> beyond that, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's polite. Okay. <laughs> I'll try. If it catches my curiosity, like, you know, once we get off this call and, you know, I listen and it like it maybe, but I, if I, if I forget, then I feel like that's going to be that. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I don't know. I'll enjoy their covers. I'd give it a shot. I don't think that's what they want to hear, but 
I, I agree, though. I think that as much as I complain, you know, we were talking about Peter's season earlier before we started recording, how it just felt dragged out. But you do get invested in the characters on the show. While I liked that this season was an abridged version, you know, a quick couple episodes, I don't feel like I'm as emotionally attached to the characters that I'm going to go, you know, follow them on Instagram and keep up to date with their passion projects. So it's a give and a take. I think from a a viewing perspective, I did enjoy the shorter series, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I bought into the, to the people and the characters as much as I would love to. And as lovely as Brie and Chris are, I'm kind of with you guys in the sense that this might be it, but they're so talented. So I don't know. They got robbed. There's no toys going on right now. So Yeah. And we know at least Tay Diggs would buy a ticket. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, think- wait. Shay, side note, we yeah. Tay Diggs follows a million trillion people on Insta or Twitter. Can we talk about that? But this is so irrelevant. But he oh, has God. yeah, look it up right now because he has six hundred and forty five thousand followers. But he's following 690,000 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I literally have social media in my title. And I'm like, is this a good strategy? Should I just like revisit everything I was ever taught? I, I don't know. So he, I'm not watching this day. Yeah. So he retweeted uh, your, your article. What? <laughs> Both of us like what? Did he? <laughs> um, Go Tay Diggs. I loved seeing him on the show last night, but that was like a little side note that our producer brought to our attention. Um, that Tay Diggs is an aggressive Twitter follower. So yeah. <laughs> good for Tay. Anyway, sorry, Sherry. Go ahead, take it away. As you were saying. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot for a second, but no, I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword where Chris and Bree. Um, like they, what made them so likable and such an easy choice to win the show is why they're not necessarily going to have like millions of Instagram followers or people rallying for them to make like future appearances on Bachelor shows because it's like, no, like you guys seem healthy nope. and like mature and talented and like go forth and live your best lives. But we're going to watch someone or we're going to follow people that are a little bit messier. Yeah, you know, we're all we're all hypocrites because we're saying it was so nice to see this healthy couple and this organic relationship unfold, and now we're saying that we want the messy, we want the drama. Always. Uh, so always, right? Selfishly, we want to live <laughs> and enjoy other people's mess. Uh, Natalie, let's start with you though. Uh, kind of tying into that, the mess we love to see. Yeah. Do you think there's anyone from Listen to Your Heart that we haven't seen the last of them in a Bachelor production? So I feel like people definitely will want Sheridan on Paradise. And I think that would be such a good addition. Like I could see him just walking onto the beach with his guitar and like everyone being like, (laughs) oh my God. And he would be like, he would be funny because I feel like he has such like a, not a huge following, but for this show, he has a good following. And so he would come on and like start serenading people, but no one would find it cheesy. They would just be like, oh, it's Sheridan. He got his heart broken already. Like, let's get him, girl. And I could also see like 
depending what's going on with Jamie, with Jamie and Trevor, I could see Jamie on there and just screaming and getting drunk and like just causing a commotion. Yeah, I love I, that choice. We are like Sheridan's biggest fans, so <laughs> more of Sheridan is always okay. Shay, anyone you want to throw into the mess here? Um, no, I totally agree with those picks. I feel like Jamie makes sense for the drama. Sheridan makes sense as a fan favorite. Um, I do wonder, like, if you would bring back, I don't, I don't know if it'd be the same season or not, but like a Julia too. She was such a yeah classic Bachelor character. Yeah, that's true. I almost forgot she existed, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, she is a good one because she was like a flip flopper, and that's what we need on Paradise. Someone that's not sure about the person, and we'll just keep going back and forth. It's what the producers want. It's what we want, even if we want a minute. They're a good casting. We don't like Brandon, or I shouldn't say we. I don't like Brandon. Oh, but <laughs> I think he'd be good TV because whatever energy he put into the house during this season, it seems like everyone was infatuated with him. Like, what was the girl? There was a woman who went home in tears and very yeah. early on. What was her name? I can picture her. Was it Ruby? No, it wasn't Ruby. Uh, I'm so sorry, but she was devastated. Yeah, and she also was the one that they were talking about a um, date, and she was like, yeah, well, they're going with Mel. Her name was Mel. Yes. Oh, well, they're going with Brandon, so of course it's going to be great. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. There were fewer options, I feel like, but... I would not have gone for Brandon of all people. Like there's, I didn't see any appeal. Um, here's no. a wild detail that I learned while we're reminiscing about previous, um, previous contestants. I found an interview with Chris and Bree where they were talking about, you know, life post finale and uh, it's at Huff Post. And they asked if they were in touch with anyone of the cast. And this is, in text form so i don't know if there's tone here that i'm missing but chris goes yeah definitely i mean i hit up jack a few days ago first question who is jack (laughs) sheridan and i facetimed a few days ago we keep up brie definitely michael todd what (laughs) michael todd was low-key one of the best things out of the season yeah but Michael Todd going home night one was like the least bachelor thing to happen. Yeah, he was gone far too soon. That was that was wild. But also the fact that of all the people that are top of mind of like who you still keep in touch with, you know, the wild guy from night one. Oh, okay. <laughs> who Jack? For 12 hours. <laughs> I have the cast pulled up in front of me and I am convinced that Jack was never on my television screen. <laughs> Jack, yeah, I need to look this up. Jack. He's 38. <laughs> which go on, Shaylee, What is going on here? He's 38, which we talked a little bit about this week one, Shay. How old's Jamie again? 21? 38 and 21. That's a hell of an age gap. Yeah. He Jack should... was the one that I think came like very fully dressed as uh like in a rock aesthetic. I'm not describing this well. I I'm like opposed to like not wearing clothes. What do you mean? You were <laughs> no, dressed? I, I, I stopped my sentence before I could finish it because I could not come up with the right words. Um, 
Yeah, so we'll we'll tweet the podcast with a photo of Jack for all you. <laughs> Please, because all right, I have his for everyone that's invested as I am in the Jack rediscovery here. It says, "Born and raised in Brazil to a family of musical missionaries, Jack is now on the musical grind as a modern day cowboy. He's from Dallas, Texas. Wait, wait, wait. It gets better. You can yeah. find this single dad." playing live most nights to support his three-year-old son oh oh jack this Aww. is sad I find he hasn't it. found the right partner oh jack suddenly i'm back on the jack bandwagon i don't know who this man is but i hope he finds it arrived in a cowboy hat and leather jacket it's like sad that they have all these in-depth bios and then they just go home the first night it's like all right sorry <laughs> oh, man. no one this Looking at this cast, so many people that we knew so briefly. Mariana, I think she was one of the second episode. I like her a lot, and they yeah. just got her so fast. <laughs> Russell, okay. Jack at least jogs a faint memory. Russell, I have no idea who this man is. <laughs> I'm staring at this cast and like having a moment because. I had a New Year's <laughs> kiss. Oh, Russell. Wow. <laughs> That's what I mean. You read these bios and you're like, is everyone okay? Is everyone just have this trauma they're trying to unpack on national television? He anyway. Quiet and shy at first, but his experience shows he has more to share at Russell. This is not a show to be quiet and shy at first. That's how you yeah. don't make it past night one, Russell. Oh. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> you're like, here, let me help you out. Pro tips. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's a good little cast. Okay, I have to, circling back to who who do we not want to see the last of, I agree. We love Sheridan. But mm. I'm looking at this cast, and I really liked Savannah. We got to give Savannah some love. Yeah. I could see her making an appearance. Yes. Um, Rudy, I think, would be great on Paradise. Oh, yeah. Because she's just very... Um, she like peaks and valleys very quickly. Like yeah. she's sobbing and then she's chill and then she's excited and then she's sad. And I love how chaotic her emotions are. I think it's very uh, relatable. Loved her. Yes. So those are my votes. This, this was a good cast, you know, as we look back on listen to your heart, it was a good cast. It was a good show. Um, can we talk a little bit about why no one else seems to have such a positive reaction <laughs> to uh, listen yeah. to your heart, Natalie, because Shay and I, this isn't fake. We genuinely have been all in from episode one. What was your takeaway from this show? Are we living in La La Land that it was a positive viewing experience? No, I thought it was good. And it's funny because, so I watched um, Brett Vergara was on Nick Vial's podcast and he was saying, which I thought was a really good point, where, like, with all the OG Bachelor shows, I feel like everyone complains, like, the fan base complains that, like, everyone knows each other, everyone's connected, like, it's just such, like, an inclusive or exclusive show now. And now with Listen to Your Heart, they gave us all new people, no one knows each other, it's not, like, um, Demi's friend or Hannah Brown's friend, and people still don't watch it. Like, why? What do you want, then? Like, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. I do think that the singing aspect, not everyone is into the singing thing. They probably thought it was like too cringy, but I think they did a good job of evening it out. And like, I wanted to see more singing. So I don't know. I completely 
that it could have been cringy because I'm the first person to sit here and say, how do people watch the voice? Yeah. How do people, how is the mass singer trending? You know, <laughs> like the, yeah, to me, that's cringy, but who doesn't like live music? I mean, you go to a bar, you go to a concert, like, like you said, they did a great job balancing the drama and the fresh faces that this audience has been begging for yeah. and it's in a twist. And y'all were ungrateful. No one wanted to appreciate this gift that we were given in the midst of quarantine. This was a gift. Yeah. And I need to talk myself down because they did a great job and I really enjoyed it. And I'm annoyed that I feel like I have to sell this show when everyone tunes in and watches, you know, Peter season religiously. Of Peter season. Like when they do the four hour episodes of that i'm just like i don't know how i'm watching this it's actually painful and with this it was just like all right a couple weeks it's over that was cute cool and we see chris harrison like it's all good (laughs) chris harrison in his little tuxedo like so (laughs) cute (laughs) he's like and remember guys listen to your heart oh he loves that (laughs) this is totally anecdotal but i feel like like bachelor nation or bachelor man's just and maybe it was the music but Ash Dearborn, I, I don't think I don't think that's totally fair, but like they just didn't give it a chance. Like everyone I know that watched The Bachelor or watches Bachelor Paradise or anything, like is in sort of the world, where it's like, oh no, like I'm I'm not watching it. And even when I was like, no, no, it's good, you should watch it. And I feel like if they had just given it a chance, like it was good <laughs> out the gate. Like I I don't know. I'm so I'm bummed um that they didn't because I like we've been saying, like I thought it was really well done and like really well balanced and i would love to see it with like a new cast and like maybe like a little bit better of a, of a budget for dates and yeah. what have you and travel um and i guess i'm really pessimistic that it's gonna happen so that's that's a bummer like come on matronation like this is this is actually good <laughs> yeah this yeah. is actually good i did as opposed to that trash you've been watching for 20 <laughs> seasons this was real good TV. <laughs> okay, like, well, real good trash. <laughs> well, we keep saying, though, like, after Peter's season, like, this was really, really good. Like, I could not watch Peter for another day of my life. Like, I can't look at him anymore. So this was just all fresh faces, all good intentions for the most part. And I feel like even though, like, Jamie was 21, like, there were some young people, they all acted, like, pretty put together. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, pleasantly surprised, uh, talented, and rational cast. Even we saw it with Rudy and Matt and whatever mess they had in the hotel. Mm-hmm. The the breakups were, like, everything, like you said, it was just felt organic and relatable and minus my inability to sing. I felt more connected to this cast than you know, the, the Miss Americas that are on competing for the bachelor. Like it just felt a little more stripped down and I appreciated seeing that. So I'm sad it's over. And what's weird about wrapping up, listen to your heart is that we don't really know what's next for bachelor nation because we thought we were getting, you know, a new season, uh, you know, another element of surprise with an older bachelorette and it's taken away from us. Uh, Paradise is not filming. The the normal schedule and layout of what we can expect through the year is just up in the air right now. So the next thing on Bachelor Nation's agenda, if 
people are still on the train is June 8th. The Bachelor is putting together, it's called The Bachelor, The Most Unforgettable Hyphen Ever. So (laughs) it's three hour recaps from my understanding of it's one season in a three hour recap, which sounds like a lot, but it's like a one big highlight reel. So again, I don't know if it's what we want out of Bachelor Nation, but it's something to watch as we're all quarantined because I don't think we're going to get any new, new Bachelor content anytime soon. So are you guys going to tune into that? Shay, I know your answer. Natalie, will you be tuning in to the most unforgettable ever? (laughs) I I probably will, even if I'm not paying attention the entire time, just like have it on my TV. The only annoying thing, obviously, is just like commercials. Like, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, there are older seasons that I haven't seen. So I'm like, get the highlight. And now I'm I'm just an an expert on The Bachelor. I don't know. It seems like a win-win if I have nothing else to do, which... I probably won't. <laughs> it's like the Spark Notes version, which I'm all for. And there are old bachelors that like I know of, but I haven't watched their season. So I'd be interested in just getting like the recap of it. Absolutely. Shay, will we give it a go? Are we gonna be live tweeting, participating? I need you to make the editorial decision here <laughs> as we're recording. Personally, <laughs> I feel like here's like in a world sort of separate from work, what would happen would be I would be at home on a Monday night and I would see someone tweeting about it on Twitter and I'd be like, oh yeah, the Bachelor season's back on. And if the tweet seemed funny, I would go watch it. True. Now, are we going to live tweet it and cover it? I don't know. I have till June 8th to decide that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I think, I don't know. I feel like we got to take it on a season by season which ones seem most interesting to us, which are worth tuning in for, which is kind of another sneaky fun thing about this, uh, sort of the setup of this show that it's, it's 10 episodes, but because each of them are single season recaps, you can kind of pick and choose like, well, I don't, I don't care about that person. So I'm not going to watch that. Or, you know, that's from the early two thousands. That's going to be amazing. Like I'll tune into that. So I don't know. We'll see. But I, I feel like I'm hedging a lot. And ultimately, the answer is yes. Yeah, just admit it. Embrace it. We're given, you know, condensed trash. It's the best of the best. Handpicked for us to watch in an abridged version. You know, this is my speed. I'm going to guilt you into it if it's the last thing I do on Monday night. So, uh, you know, for anyone listening that hasn't given Listen to Your Heart a chance, shame on you. But you got time. It's only six episodes. Uh, We loved it. We enjoyed watching the show all season. I hope there's a second season on the horizon because I think it's a great platform and something that Bachelor Nation can really build off of. Guys, as we wrap it up here, any closing thoughts, any convincing arguments to get the doubters and the haters out there to jump on the bandwagon with us? Well, you have to watch it so you know who Sheridan is when he's on Paradise. Yeah. His backstory. Yeah, and maybe this will get like a second wave. People will start watching it because quarantine will continue. They need something to watch. So like, just be at the top of your game and like watch it already. You need to do it. Yeah, just uh, you. <laughs> you heard him. 
That's it. There's uh, you don't have a choice. We're telling you to do it. Um, we're not asking at this point. We're telling you, give it a chance because I want season two. We gotta listen up the rating. <laughs> listen to your listen to my heart. I don't care about your heart. Listen to mine. We need season two. Natalie, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us today. We loved having you. Thank you for um, having me. Of course, of course. Uh floor eight, uh, you should definitely go check out some of the work they're doing. A lot of uh, entertainment, pop culture, all that fun stuff. Shay's doing similar stuff with our entertainment over at Fansided. Definitely go check out their work. Give them a follow on Twitter. Give us a follow. Like, listen, subscribe. You know all the fun podcast stuff. And we hope to talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in.